1: Well, hello, 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 everybody, and welcome to the Forbes Factor. Oh, you can't hear me. Can you not hear me? Hang on a second. That would be a problem. The reason you can't hear me. I think they can all hear me. Uh, Hello, everybody, and I want to welcome you to the Forbes Factor, one of my favorite hours of the week. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I'm going to mute all my guests. They're they're, they're in the green room, and they just cannot wait to get out here. And you know what we're doing today? We're doing a girls' day. Yes, we are definitely talking about the estrogen and testosterone, some of us a little bit more masculine, than we are feminine um who knows i'm on both sides of that spectrum it's so the only way you can be successful in a man's world is you got to look like i'm act like i'm talking like i'm wear a boobs and a bra and high heels and a short skirt i'm sorry i have no idea what that means in today's culture please don't cancel me uh, i'm 100 percent woman and i know what that means now here's what's interesting is that the women you're going to meet today are absolute powerhouses in their fields i'm excited for you to meet all of them there's a bunch and the woman who put all this together is someone I met a while ago and then during COVID had a very intimate relationship with. And what I mean by that is we set on a path to create bestselling authors with a compilation book and we did it. There were over 300 authors. Uh, it was a beautiful journey with a slightly tragic ending. And you're going to hear that in just a few minutes uh, as I share all these crazy details with you. And um, and you'll have a chance to ask some questions. If you want to reach out to everybody, we'll make everyone available. We are broadcasting on Facebook today. You know, when I think about raising a daughter and a son, I am very aware of that they don't listen to what you say. They listen to how you behave. You become a role model by default. And I've noticed that if I say, you know, control your temper and don't yell and scream at each other, and I do that on a business call, they're like, mom, like, yeah, well, do what I said, not what I do. And I think in today's culture, that doesn't work. I think you need to be about integrity. I think you need to be in alignment with yourself. And in order to be successful, you're going to hear from these variety of women. and They all have a very different story. But the goal here is to lead to a level of happiness. And you're going to, you're going to hear a lot of crazy things. So I'm excited. Crystal Richardson, come on up here, jump up on stage, and you be the first one to say hi. And let's open
2: this conversation. How did we initially meet? Do you remember? Ah... That, that's a really fun question every time somebody asks me that, right? I think I met you the first time in person at an event in California with, um, with Allison, I think. Oh, yeah. And, and then after that, you messaged me. You were like, hey, we have a lot of people in common. What do you do? Who are you? <laughs>
1: Miss Allison Larson, that would definitely be one of the many people that yeah. we have. We have a lot of amazing friends
2: in common. Yeah, we do. We do. But yeah, you reached out to me after that event and you were like, hey, you know, so as, as you do in your Forbes way. And so that's, that's you're you're freaking, you're freaking powerhouse.
1: All right. I'm just going to step out for a second. You guys have to hear the credentials of this woman. I don't have enough time and I've got other people who need to talk, but in a very condensed version, Miss Crystal, wow us.
2: In a very condensed version. Oh yes. wow! Okay, okay. Well, I'm known as the Untapped Income Coach, and I have worked with multimillionaires, billionaires uh, across a number of years. I don't know if it's been like five, five to seven years when I set out with my show on Voice America and said, "I want to have a multimillionaire billionaire alliance and and show." And so, with the meeting of Allison, they. Honored our nonprofit, and during that honoring, during that particular event, I met a man, and he said, "Well, if you have a radio show, I'll be your first guest." And I'm like, "Wow, that would be great!" And it was none other than Frank Schenkowitz, the founder of Make a Wish Foundation. And with that came just the doors opened for me to have what what I, I said it, it manifested. And so I am a lady. Uh, I'm actually the Dame Cross prior of the, um, the Royal Order, Constantine the Great in St. Helen. I am a global wealth innovation strategist. I've worked and done missions in over 42 countries. I am the Global Ambassador of I Change Nations and a Royal Ambassador to a King in Ghana. And there's a number of other things that I've done that that represent what I do, but who I am is a person who is tenacious, who did not let bullying take over her life and said that that I matter, I do matter. And that's part of what I, I teach people when I help them build their businesses, their products, and, and their platforms so that they can align themselves with abundance and create legacy.
1: Well, and then you called me up recently and said, hey, I'm doing this program and we're doing it the second time. We honored your dear friend, Sharon Lecter. We did. And we would like to honor you. Explain what the organization is and does. And thank you for that honor. I got my trophy in the other room. <laughs>
2: Yes, yes, yes. And so who you'll be speaking to are some of our speakers and honorees and board members of the Women of Impact and Innovation International. So that is W-O-I-I-I. And during COVID, I I asked God, I'm like, okay, what is supposed to be my response to this? It it basically started around March when a lot of things were getting shut down. And by May, I I got the answer to start these mindset summits. So based on these mindset summits, Forbes was actually on the one for women. I had the one for men men and the one for youth. But during that time, God is like, you need to align with your sisters and growing up with being bullied by women. Mostly I'm like, "Mm, God, no, I'm good. I'm okay. No. (laughs) But when, when he said it again, and then there was like silence after is what I say It's like, you know, when, when God goes silent then you, you really, really listen to that silence. And so I'm like, okay, who can I reach out to in my network to, to build this platform of women who We want to honor because the women of impact and innovation, we honor wisdom and then we raise up the next generation of powerful professional women leaders. So I've been able to align myself with and and be friends with and and cry and laugh and and dance with a lot of powerful, powerful women. And so you'll be meeting some of them today uh, that were at our, our previous summit uh lady jen was at our first summit and she's a dear friend and she was elevated to the executive board within our organization but well, and- let's start that way before you go into any more people
1: i do want to honor my co because i want one at a time and then we're all going to be up as a panel okay you mentioned lady jen we're going to start with lady jen yes. so it's interesting you have to really help us understand the whole lady and yes thing so lady jen welcome to the stage well, and I'm glad you guys introduce you. yourselves. I know, right? So tell everybody a little bit about mm-hmm. yourself as well. Oh, well, thank you. First of all, I just want to say thank you so
3: much. It's so great to be in the presence of all of you because I, I admire all of you. And Chevelle and I have really gotten closer, you know, through the, the uh, Women OII event that we had and afterwards. And it's so it's just exciting. Um, but I'm known as the Impact and Scaling Mentor. And what I do is I help uh, business owners and entrepreneurs and sales teams and corporate America who feels stuck at six and seven figures and move them up to the next time, the next level so that they can create a work life that makes like life work for them. And um, yeah, so that's, I mean, that's what I do. I, there's other things I do, but it's just, it's long and we don't have time.
0: But well, one of the
1: things <laughs> that tough. you did, because we had our, um, our gala and our summit, our event was in Pittsburgh this year, which turns out to be way more beautiful than I would have ever imagined. I can't even right. express to you. Beautiful home, right. beautiful weather. And then we drove down because Jen's got a house. Little south of there is Maryland. I'm working on my geography. South. Yeah, North we North. were in Maryland. Yeah. <laughs> and she's got uh, around yep. the lake, has this beautiful house. And you were gracious enough. And I want to say thank you for housing an entire house full of women. <laughs> I had a blast. Yeah, it, it was like summer camp for grown-up girls. I had a great time. And it was not like glamping. <laughs> I've done the glamping thing where you're peeing outside. I don't want to do that anymore. Oh, I- no, no, no. It wasn't that. <laughs> It was spectacular. So thank you for that, my Jen. Um, Say something nice about Crystal. Um, Oh, gee, let's see. (laughs) No, I'm teasing. Um, Well, you know, I want to
3: say, I mean, first of all, Lady Crystal um, is the person who nominated me to be uh, knighted as well. So, you know, I have so much gratitude uh, for what she does there. You know, the the, – and I don't – you know what, Crystal – When you guys were talking about Allison, I'm like, you know, that's how I met you too. I was in uh, Arizona uh, for Frank Shankwitz uh, when he was, you know, releasing Wishman, and we got to go to his house.
0: Yeah, Yeah,
3: he and Dottie got to go to their home for a barbecue and then he was the first person on my podcast and, um, and I came out of the theater and you were standing there. I'm like, I don't know who she is, but she's asking me questions and that's how we met. And, you know, that was kind of interesting, but you know, um, the kindred ship that she and I have is pretty interesting. Um, anytime I say, you know, that I'm going to go do something, she says, of course you are,
1: because she's doing the same thing. We I know. So no, before, in before we zip through that, I just want to take a moment, the three of us on this stage <laughs> are personally friends with a guy whose name we've mentioned several times. I don't want to go fast over this because Frank and I'm liable to start crying, was an amazing man who was a policeman for many, many years. He was a motorcycle cop and something tragic happened to him. He survived it and decided to dedicate his life, starting a thing called the make a wish foundation. Uh, it has touched uh-huh. millions of kids around the globe by offering them a wish because they're dying or they're terminally ill and the first one that he did was, in fact, a little boy wanted to meet the guys who are on the chips motorcycle, the TV show. And he made that happen yeah. Then spread this around yeah. the globe. And the three of us, I was lucky enough not only to be a friend of Frank's. He's in our book, our One Habit for Entrepreneurial he Success. Is. And then to be around when they made a movie about his life. I have to share with you to this day, I still think it's one of the best movies ever made. It is called Wish Man. It's inspirational, it's mm-hmm. motivational around the holiday time. I highly recommend that you find it and just, just honor his memory. He recently passed away and I think we all miss him very much.
2: We do, we yeah. do. And he was a dear friend. He lives here, lived here in Arizona. So every time I went up that way, I'm like, yeah. hey, friend, I'm in the neighborhood. And, and I wrote a song, you know, when he, when he died, God sent me a song uh, called I'm Going to Miss You Hero. Oh, true. And, uh, oh, and wow. uh, you don't, yeah. we don't want to be talking about yeah. it.
3: You know how I connected with him was I am a, a markswoman, right? I i am on a shooting team. I have weapons. You know, I, I, I love target shooting. And as soon as I talked to him about that, I couldn't keep him quiet. He was one to talk about all of them, you know, and he's just, he's just such a special person. And so is Dottie. I mean, his wife, she is just adorable and, You know, yeah, it's a great movie. And I'm still in contact with Andrew who played
1: him in Wish Man. I talk to him all the time. Oh, Tell Andrew Um, I said hi. Andrew is the actor. Yeah, I I will. He's such a sweetie. He is an actor who I'm surprised we don't hear more from, but he got cast in the movie two years before they shot it. And at some point I thought, okay, this is just no joke, but a wish. You know, a pipe dream. You're going to star in a feature film. And it, it came to pass. It came to fruition. And I will share with you that one of the women watching us live right now, Donna Ann Pace, says, wow make a wish supported my late son who was treated to a trip to Disneyland by Frank. Mm -hmm. Wow.
2: Wow. Donna. Wow.
1: Yeah. So Donna, I'm just going to send you some absolute love and Frank is smiling wearing (laughs) his big black hat that he always wore. And I think, you know, (laughs) moving his legacy forward is something
2: that I'm certainly passionate about as well. Yeah. My dad was a cowboy and he was, I told him he's my cowboy. And that's part of what I talk about in the song. And um, and of oh. course you shoot. I, I shoot, Jen, so of course you shoot.
3: <laughs> okay. what well, no. I was gonna say, of course, your daddy was a cowboy because so was mine.
1: Well, my <laughs> daddy was not a cowboy, but he was nicknamed rifleman and president of the gun club. We need to go grab some handguns and do some target shooting here. I think there's a whole new kind of little competition going on. Which there one is. of us brings that That's star? It. There it wow. is. All right, ladies, yeah. I had no idea until now we're talking to the new gun club. Yeah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, without further ado, let me introduce our next beautiful panelist. Uh, this is a woman I met a while ago. She doesn't know, but I have had her book on my shelf forever um, because she talks about something that I didn't know was a possibility. You know, I know you now can take your clothes and your shoes and your housewares and resell them on the internet, right? But did you realize that the business that you're slaving away building, you could sell? Who thought that was a commodity? I had no idea. I didn't even know what a CEO was until my 30s. So don't mind me. I was a very blue collar kid. And that was a huge revelation. Like CEO, well, what does that mean? Don't make fun of me. We just all know what we know. And so when she started saying, you can sell your business and exit rich, I'm like, oh girl, I got to understand this. And I think you as listeners do as well. So she was my co-honoree, Michelle Siler Tucker. Would you come on up to the stage right now and share in, in this loveliness and make sure you unmute because I can only read lips so far. We are on the radio. Oh, I thought he muted.
4: There we go. Okay. Hello, y'all. Great Hi, to y'all. All you right. again. And Frank <laughs> Shankwitz was a very dear friend of mine. I actually went with him and sat right next to him and and um, Kitty, and we were in a the
1: movie theater together. I'm thinking folks. this sounds like a, you know what we're like the Charlie's Angels at the moment right uh, so i, I, I
4: love him smile. my daughter my daughter used to wear his cowboy hat all the time and uh, by the way my my well i shouldn't say this but my first husband was a cowboy <laughs> and he used to ride bulls so he was a bull rider so we all have a lot in common don't we
1: <laughs> yeah we do I mean, yeah. and by the way we did not know that after spending all this time together this is fascinating that's what <laughs> happens on forbes factor radio show all right michelle tell everyone a little bit of who you are and how you came to be doing what you do
4: Sure. So Michelle Seller Tucker, originally from California in New Orleans now. I specialize, you know, I really specialize in helping business owners exit rich. But even more than that, I really help specialize in saving the economy. Hmm. Because most people don't know there's 30.2 million businesses in the United States. And it used to be that that 30, it used to be that, that 90, 95% of those startups would go out of business, right? But now, It's not startups going out of business anymore. Out of 27 million people, those business owners have been in business for 10 years or longer. Those business owners are dropping like flies and going out of business. So what I do is I have an exit-rich coaching program where I really help those business owners grow their business so they have a business, not a glorified job that they go to every day versus Mm -hmm. a business that actually works for them. And I help them build that sustainable, scalable, and sellable business because Steve Forbes, who endorsed my book, Exit Rich, that's a USA Today Wall Street Journal bestseller, says, you know what? 95% of businesses on the market will never, ever sell. Interesting. <laughs> and so I specialize in buying, selling, fixing, growing companies, helping business owners exit rich. And I do have in the book, if you pull off your bookshelf, Forbes, that Frank Shank water a testimonial.
1: Oh, I love, love, love that. Well, and the- so did you, by the way. I know. No, one i un- like, <laughs> well, Sharon was the one who introduced me to you. Sharon Lecter is also another powerhouse woman in Among All of This. Yeah. Uh, we have one more women, woman, woman waiting in the wings. One more woman. One more woman waiting in the wings. W- <laughs> I, 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 I. All right, Miss McPherson, I listened to this woman. I met her first on stage and she blew me away. Because she knows how to talk about money. And again, things that I just don't really talk about that if you don't understand in business, you ain't in business. Chevelle, come on up, get out of the wings, join the stage. And now we are a full house. Hey, Chevelle, what do you think of the conversation so far?
5: Oh, no, this is this conversation is amazing. And I just love being in the company of so many amazing, educated, powerful women. Um, It is just great to see us. Everyone has their own individual gifts, but our gifts are needed by the world. And that's what's so great about this. And I just love it.
1: And, you know, it is interesting because this is my favorite kind of conversation to talk about women who are at a level successful. We all can be more successful. I get that. But there is definitely one of my principles. There's a no excuse zone here. Absolutely. Like we all just get shit done. And I I have a training called GSD. You can say bad language or whatever you will. But there is a real urgency. And so, Chevelle, give us a little bit of history and how you come to the table.
5: So I started my career off as a prosecutor and then I hung a shingle, became an entrepreneur thought I was going to be escaping the world of the law because I was so bogged down and tired. But everywhere I went, as soon as someone found out I was an attorney it was, can I ask you a question? Can I pick your brain? And I just come to find out that there were so many women, especially working online and in different programs that just did not have a clue on how to legally protect their business. And so for me, what was sort of second nature because of my background in training, I found out was really, really needed in this entrepreneurial space. So I'm now known as the legal boss and I help entrepreneurs to boss up their business, their brand and their profit by protecting it so that they can not only make more
1: money, but they can keep it. Which I, when I heard this, I'm like, that is probably one of the things that I'm not a specialist at. Michelle, when you hear this, what do you think? Oh my gosh. I, I told I call her Chanel. <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs> I told her I wanted her on my podcast because her and I, you know, we think the same way and it's, it's all about business, saving that business, making sure women have the right infrastructure, the right legal information and everything they need to really be successful and build that solid foundation. So we share a lot, like I said, of the, of the same values And I definitely want her on my show to talk about AI.
1: (laughs) What's one of the big misconceptions that you find that professional women don't have straight, that maybe one of us on the panel don't really have all
5: straight? Well, well, one of the things that I've I've been hearing a lot, especially lately, is a lot of entrepreneurs are confused. And when it comes to legal, um, a lot of them get confused because they think that they have an entity, they have an LLC, they have things set up that that's all. Like, I'm good. Like if something happens, I'm not going to lose everything because I've shielded myself. And to a certain degree, that is correct. You have shielded yourself from liability when it comes to your company, but you still haven't taken the other legal steps necessary to actually own the brand to prevent someone from using the same name and to using your brand and all of your other intellectual property. So the biggest thing that I see right now is entrepreneurs are not protecting their intellectual property. And even like Michelle said, if you want to exit rich, you want to make sure you're doing this because if your intellectual property isn't secured in place, it's going to be really difficult to not only exit rich, but to remain profitable in the long run. Because at any given moment, everything that you're building is what I usually say, you're building it on a house of cards. And then at any given time, it can be taken away from you. I've seen it with entrepreneurs. I've seen it with celebrities is a common misconception.
1: And I it, think it's frightening it, that we don't know this, but again, it's not something we're taught in school. Jen, are you, do you think you're pretty protected on all your fronts? Do you know everything that Chevelle's talking about? <laughs> well, I thought I was,
3: um, <laughs> you know, I did. I mean, I thought I was, I, I, uh, you know, I've taken it even a step further, you know, obviously I have all my LLCs. I also subscribe to a company who helps me with my minutes every month. So I feel like, wow, I'm really taking care of myself, you know because I have all my minutes, I have all my my notes, uh, you know, all of my certificates issued. I didn't just go buy an LLC online. And then you know, actually, um, Chavelle and I met years ago, mm-hmm. and I should have taken action then, right? But we we spoke as soon as as soon as the summit was over for WOIII, and said, okay, how are we going to work together? Um, so she's helping me with a lot of my IP, some trademarks, um, you know, and we're going to be doing a lot of business together because I have so many people that I'm coaching and mentoring in my masterminds who are business owners who. Don't have even what I have. They just have. They went and bought it for fifty dollars, and away they go. So, so we're going to have a lot of opportunities to share um, and work together and collaborate. Um, so, yeah, I would. Now, here's it's interesting though, um, from the real estate perspective, very well protected. My assets and all that are protected. I have a lot of asset planning, so I'm well protected there. But not in my business, in my intellectual property, my names of my programs, my sayings, my quotes those types of things. So I want those protected.
2: Fascinating. Chris, I want to just all jump can... in. Yeah. I'll I just can... jump in there and say one thing to uh related to that Nancy, another powerhouse in in our group. Uh, she and I had a show that we did on preparedness. And so part of what you all are talking mm-hmm. about, it is the part that maybe goes into this, but it's being prepared while you're still here. Part of what we talked about is when you're no longer here. Uh what what are you doing to put in place those those various contracts and the IP and who's on that, you know, who are the beneficiaries and all of that kind of thing that a lot of times people don't think about because it's like, oh well, my company isn't up and running totally yet. Or but you but it is once once you start that. And so we talked about the preparedness part or even the fact that a lot of women don't even have their names on the contract. They don't have their names on deeds and things like that. And so that's another another part that we've discussed in, in our group.
1: I'm feeling a summit here. I'm just like looking at everybody going, you know what? I, there's a lot of people. <laughs> going, well, you know, yeah. who, uh, for me personally, I have avoided, I love making money, very good at it. Protecting it. Yeah. Not so good. Not really my focus because one, you can only focus on so many things. So Chevelle, I'm glad that you're doing it and helping it. And Jen, I love that you're stepping up and Michelle, obviously you have got a brain that, you know, most people don't even conceive of in terms of how to run your company. Um, I'd asked uh, Jen to talk about Crystal. Let's honor her a little bit. Michelle, you got a beautiful award at this last uh, summit. What was the award and why did you deserve it? And how do you feel about Crystal? Oh,
4: that's a lot of questions before break. Okay, let's go. (laughs) I love Crystal. Remember, she's the one who kept telling me, I tell the audience, Michelle's clinging on to me. Michelle will let me go. Michelle won't let me go. She's mm-hmm. clinging on to me. I love Crystal because, you know, I think Crystal, we met on the red carpet at mm-hmm. City Gala. And I think, was it you that fixed my daughter's dress?
2: It was. I took her oh, on the red carpet, my little girl. <laughs> it was a long line Forbes of like 30 women. You know that they don't have big enough uh lines. And I was like, uh, Excuse me, I'll just take her up to the front. These women are going to let us through to a stall, and I'll be right back. We're
4: on the red carpet. My oh. little girl's dress just popped, the zipper just popped open, went all the way down to her, you know what? <laughs> Crystal's like, oh, no. <laughs> so she grabs my little girl takes her in, and I think that's how we met. And um, we've stayed in touch since then. But I think is extremely expiring. Inspiring, inspiring, not expiring. I'm sorry, <laughs> inspiring. It's a very inspiring. cute accent. We just will well, forgive she's you had that. She like has lives, right? <laughs> she's had more lives than a cat. <laughs> but she is inspiring. She's passionate. She's always giving back, and she's just a powerhouse. Um, and I like how she challenges people. You know, she she kept challenging me at this last event. I'm like, okay, you don't know who you're missing with. You're gonna find out.
2: <laughs> oh, I love that.
4: And then you know, it was such a pleasure to be nominated as an honoree. And, um, and then to get this award, this beautiful award, you got one too,
1: Forbes. And- I did. Let me tell you, there were nothing, nothing personal ladies, but there were two of us you're looking at them. No, I, it, <laughs> it, is, it, it was not about that. It was incredibly spectacular. Michelle, I've honored you and adored you forever. And you're quite prolific and quite a role model. Hey guys, we do have two minutes for our first break. When we come back, we're going to talk about something that most people don't talk about. And that is women who don't always have it great at home who have suffered abuse, narcissism from spouses and friends and family, and, and how the organization that Crystal's put together has helped serve that community. And then what we did as a group, which I thought was spectacular. We're not going to buy that so we get back. Uh, by the way, uh, people are just kind of going all over the place. Miss Crystal, I got Kara Peters, I got Sally Green, just loving all over everybody here. Uh, so real quick, one word that describes the group of women that you hung out with, a couple of weeks ago in Pittsburgh, just one word that that whole experience, lady Jen, I'm going to ask you to go first. Uh, I I wish I had a better word than inspiring because it's inspiring. It's It's a good word. Chevelle. Uh, I'm going to say connected. Ooh, Michelle. I'm going to say powerful
4: because what these women have been through and what they've accomplished is nothing more than power. They've owned their power. Thank goodness.
2: Yep. Crystal? Bold. It takes a lot of guts and a lot to do what these ladies have done every single day of their lives to make it to, to today. Bold. Uh,
1: you're going to want to hear these stories. I'm going to use a hyphen it and call it miracle manifesting. One long word. Uh, <laughs> you guys, I'm with a, 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 grou- a great group of women today who are on a mission to not only uplift themselves and others around them, but to leave legacies. And you're going to want to tune in right after this break. We're going to come back in a minute. You're listening to The Forbes Factor, where we focus on health, wealth, and happiness. And I got to say today, we're doing all three. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Don't go away.
0: Follow Voice America at facebook.com forward slash voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to The Forbes Factor. To call in with a question or comment, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to Forbes at ForbesRiley.com. Now back to the show. Here's Forbes Riley.
1: Hey everybody, welcome back to the Forbes Factor. I am among some beautiful, extraordinary, talented women. I've got Crystal and Jen and Chevelle and Michelle. they't oh, that kind of rise. I think I got a rap song here, you know? I got Michelle and Chevelle in the same room. I got Jen. Anyway, um, we've been talking about achievements. Somebody wrote We all need a wall of achievement because we're looking behind Chevelle. If you're watching on Facebook, you can see her awards. Um, I have some fun news in the other room. You know what just came today? And some of you know what this is, but I just got my first two comma club award. Oh my goodness. Oh, hello. I know, right? I'm going, I can't wait to unbox it and share it with you guys. I'm like, this was a three-year journey and we got it. Now it's nice to have the doctorate. I got a lifetime achievement award, but that one, that means, I know, right? So if you don't want is, I'm going to be there to watch you get it. Oh, all right. You coming to funnel hacking? Yeah, I come every year. I love it. Yes. All right. We're going to Orlando live. If you're listening to this program yes. live, that's very exciting. And then also if you're listening live in next week, we're doing Forbes Factor live in my TV studio. I got a bunch of uh, family and friends and we're going to have a good old time, but we've been thinking that maybe we all need a mastermind or a summit. The women on the stage here are successful. And I want everyone to listen to what that means. Now, it's funny because I think when Chevelle is hitting it, some days you still wake up, you've got money, you've got whatever you got, but you don't feel successful. Uh, my goal is to squash that negative talk. As I noticed a lot of you introducing yourself by saying, hi, I'm known as. I'm like, yes, how extraordinary are those three words and how powerful. And you guys, if you're one of my students, you go, oh, they're using it. I'm like, yes, they are. But not everyone always felt that powerful. <laughs> Now, we, uh, just real quick, I want to go around the room and maybe you can give us some insight into what you think might have been a, a turning point or a reason that you accomplished more than most women. I'm going to look at the five, four of you or five of us and say top 10% of all the women I've ever met in terms of income, attitude, relationship, success. And then we're going to talk about the 95%. And maybe we'll talk about the lowest 5%.
2: So Crystal, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, I think one of the main things has to do with the word that, that is in my title, wealth innovation strategist. Like I had to wake up to the fact that the things that I create and I help other people to create is actually something that, that can not just benefit me from a monetization perspective, but, but people all over the world. But first, you have to wake up to yourself about who you are, like like Chevelle said. And, and once I did that, and accept it myself and, and not be ashamed to, to share my accomplishments and to, to share what, what God has done in my life. Then was when I was able to just bust open it and, and, and be the person that I was meant to be globally. How long have you been married? My babe and I, we've been married for 31 years.
1: I will tell you, I've met her babe this last couple of weekends ago, and I'd always heard about him in the background. And one of the reasons I think that she's smiling is the ability to create a relationship like that. And I honor all that you've
2: done and your daughters and congratulations. Thank you. I, and I couldn't have done what I, what I do without him. We couldn't have had the summit without him. Everyone that was there knows that he was like the ram in the bush. He wasn't even supposed to be there. And I was like, babe, uh, I think we're going to need you. So he flew in for that and and did an amazing job supporting behind the scenes.
1: We can do an entire other podcast or episode on relationship strategy And I'm going to get to some of that because it's powerful, both men and women, how to maintain them, what it means to nurture them. Let's pass the microphone over to Miss Lady Jen.
3: Yeah, well, thank you. Um, You know, I think for me, it's resilience, right? I was known as Jenny who ain't got a penny. And, um, (laughs) you know, for me, yeah, it was. um, And so then I, you know, I just I I actually wanted to lay on a fake background of pennies for my first book going, yes, I do. Right. Um, But, uh, you know, resilience is, is the biggest word for me. And then the second is authenticity, because, you know, uh, for me, when I was called Jenny, who ain't got a penny, my uncle also said, you know, you're going to be an alcoholic, like your father, you're going to be a verbal abuser. My mom was my first bully, right? Like your mom, you're going to be poor. You're not going to amount to anything. Um, that, that set me on a path of a life of proving, which now I'm living, right. But a life of proving. And in that proving part of that was wearing a shield, you know, for so many years, because I didn't want anyone to know that maybe I am Jenny who ain't got a penny. Maybe I am the one, you know, I am going to be an alcoholic. Maybe I'm going to be all these things. Um, and believing what everyone had said. And then eventually I started poking holes and that's when things just, you know, took off. And it's ironic because, um, and of course she has, right? Again, with, with Lady Crystal, you know, uh, my husband and I just celebrated our 40th wedding anniversary in July. Um, But I think that resilience, you know, is what I was looking for. And I could place it someplace where I had more control over it. And that was, you know, being able to have a beautiful, long, long marriage and, um, you know, to my high school sweetheart. So it's even worse. You know, we've been together since we were 14 and
1: 15. Uh, that by the way, <laughs> I, that is, time. that is a book. And I'm going to share with you that the women on the stage have managed to have amazing relationships. I can't wait to hear the story about how you ski with your grandkids and just run this beautiful family. And congratulations. Cause you got way more than a penny and let's see. Oh yes. Your story makes more than sense. Yes. <laughs> oh, that's good. I love that. Uh, on that note we're gonna <laughs> pass to sh- yeah, Ching, right? <laughs> we're gonna pass the mic to Miss Chevelle. So
5: for me, um, just to follow up on Jen, I kind of my word has always been resilient. So you know, she says she was known as Jenny who ain't got a penny. I was a teenage mom. I had a kid when I was 15 and I was in attending Catholic high school at the time. And it was a very difficult time. But a lot of what I heard in my community was, you know, you're going to have more kids by the time you're 18. You're going to be on food stamps. You know, you're going to be a high school dropout. You're going to have four baby daddies. They're going to end up in jail. I can go on and on. So statistically, I was not supposed to become anything. Right. But because when I once I had my son and then I'm li- looking at all of the statistics against me, I was like, oh, hell no, that's not going to be my life. And I and I promised myself for my son that I would make it not only better for me but for him and for generations to come.
1: Mm-hmm. I I want to hear your voice so loud because again I also grew up with not a whole lot of money and was statistically told what we could and couldn't do and who we were going to be. Like I said, I did not know what CEO meant until I was in my 30s because nobody in my world was even that. And for you to decide yourself, uh, I have a book coming out. I'm going to have to interview you because there's a word I'm not going to share it today that you just embodied. Just keep that in the back of your head. I pass the mic over to Michelle. And Michelle, I'm gonna be very sensitive in any way that you want to handle the answer to this. Yeah, it's tough for me. Whew. And I'm sorry. And I, I as I said it, I thought I don't mean to be insensitive here.
4: Yeah, I mean everybody's listening to this and you know most people don't know my story, including people who work here on my team. And I did share my story with Crystal, well, Crystal's people. <laughs> Crystal's hundred plus women. And I don't share it totally ever. So it is tough. I would say for me, the biggest thing is no review mirrors. I never look back. I never stay in the past. You know, when you if you heard me speak in Pittsburgh, you know, I just move forward, move forward, move forward, no review mirrors. I'm always looking forward, And I truly have grit. And I really feel I beat the statistics um, from my background because I would just be, end up homeless, end up in jail, end up as part of the system, et cetera. So for me, it's just huge grit, resilience, persistence, wanting a better life and wanting to help impact and help create a better life for anybody
1: that's been through things that I've been through and well, you know, i mean, we pick that up for a second. Here's the thing that none of you know uh, when you're watching and looking at someone. You don't know their past. You would not look at Chevelle and go, oh, baby, you know, 15. You would not go, Michelle had anything less than a stellar silver spoon in her mouth because she looks blonde and beautiful and wears great clothes. But you have, in fact, no idea. Let me ask you a question, Michelle. When people look at you and say, oh, she had it all. What's your reaction to that? hmm
4: You know, that's one of the questions I asked at the event in Pittsburgh. I said, when you meet me, what are the things, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? And I heard things like elegant, intelligent, all of these different words. And believe it or not, you know, those are great words, but there's still, even though I move on, even though I have no review mirrors, even though I have grit, I'm still like, Oh, no, I'm not. I'm this. You know what I mean? So I still have that voice sometimes that talks in my head. But then I also have this power where I'm like, gosh, if you only knew, gosh, if you only knew, you know, and if I did it. So can you go ahead, Forbes?
1: Well, where did this come from? Because I'm not I'm not I'm not going to reveal anything else. But I, I will tell you that when you started your speech that way, I was like, well, that's a little like, excuse me. You know, what do you think of me? And then when you told your story, I'm like, I can't even imagine. And so my question, though, is, because we all seem to have this. Chevelle, you had that at some point. It clicked. Crystal, it clicked. You talked about it. It clicked. Jen, uh-huh. it clicked. Michelle, can you help me identify what clicked? What just gave you permission to say, I'm, I'm it. I don't care what happened to me. Moving forward, I'm going to write my future, not from my past, but from any way that I choose to.
4: Yes. I, you know, I, without me getting into the story, which I really don't want to. No, I don't, you don't need to. Um, I think it was kind of from the beginning, you know, at that four years old, five years old, six years old, uh, seven years old. I'm like, this uh, this is not what I want in my life. I remember getting so angry and I used to ask God, why am I here? Why did you create me? What is my purpose? Why am I suffering so much? Why am I going through so much trauma? Why me? Why am I here? What's my purpose? And I would ask that question over and over and over and over and over again. And I remember just saying, I don't want to repeat the pattern. I, you know, whatever happened to me wasn't my fault. But if I allow it to control my life going forward, then it is my fault. Because oh, I have the power.
5: If I have I the allow power
4: yes. to make the choices now, to control my life now going forward because I could not control the past. What happened to me was horrific. And I could not control what happened then, but I control control it now,
1: ladies. And I do, and I will continue to do so. And I asked that same question, the word not, and Crystal talks about hearing God. We all do. Some of us just don't know how to listen. Uh, And I just heard that life happens for you, not to you. And what you're witnessing on this stage and why I'm so very proud of today's show, truly proud, is that if everything that happens to you becomes a lesson for you to move forward, how you harness it. There are a lot of people out there right now who've chosen like three of my friends to leave the planet by their own hand. I'm going to share with you that you're looking at a stage full of people who had the same cards dealt to them. It's not the cards that you're dealt. It's how you play them Mm -hmm. and you can make them in any way that you want. It's fascinating to me. Um, But having said that at this point in this conversation, Crystal, you brought us all to Pittsburgh and had us meet women and talk about women who have been abused. And I would like to touch on that subject. Uh, how did you come to that as a, as a charity, as a topic, as something that really touches your heart?
2: Yeah, and, and I really appreciate being uh, able to have this opportunity to kind of talk about that. And, and part of it has to do with, with part of my story. It's not in relation to physical abuse, like, being, like domestic violence, like a lot of the ladies there. All of them have not necessarily been through domestic violence, but they've been through something traumatic and tragic. And for some of the things that happened to me from a a really, really intense bullying situation, it wasn't till the age 50, Forbes, the age 50, that right after my birthday, I said two words. And it's on an Amazon uh, Prime uh, special too. The two words were no more, no more. No more will I allow people to talk to me a certain way. No one no more will I allow you know X, y, z. So we all may use no more. We ha- may have two other words, but those were the two that I used. And so with these ladies that we we honored and that were in the fashion show and they had an object in their hand to talk about what it was that that was the the trial in their life. They're still here to talk about it. So they were able to say no more too and to make that turn. But you have to make a decision of what you allow and not allow. We've had several people, including one that paid to be on the board, paid to be at the summit that we had a chair for that was saying no more in her life, but she wasn't able to make it. Her husband at the time, just, but it's only a month ago now, stabbed her to death and then shot himself. And then there was another young lady as well. So we lost one of our board members. And as a result of that, with the global sisterhood, we, we had where there were some things that we already had planned to do. Oh, but it got elevated then because I'm, I'm a doer. I'm not just a sitter. And so I'm like, what is it, ladies, that we can do to help women to understand that they're loved, that they, that they matter? that their lives matter, that they can leave. Do you feel safe at home? And I wanna say that right now too, for the people that are on here and the people that are listening, do you feel safe at home? Because if you don't, you can call the domestic violence hotline. You can also go for counseling and prayer at sisterslivesmatter.com. That was the organization that we launched and had where we we discussed that while we were there, sisterslivesmatter.com because our lives do matter. And as sisters, a lot of times we're on here talking, we're, we're, we're going over things, but but what are we doing personally to connect with another sister or to connect with a professional to get the help that we need to leave? Because a lot of women, it takes seven, eight, nine times, 10, 12, 15, 19 times before they leave. And some of them can't. I've already had two other, three other friends of mine, three other friends of mine that died due to, to domestic violence, three. And then this happened to our board member right before we were going to be doing this with the domestic violence survivors.
1: Yeah, let me reiterate just what happened and how it brought home for all of us. And I'd all love you to share just your thoughts on this, because imagine this. We're in a room. We're raising money. We're going to spend uh, a day of our time going out to women who have chosen to go to shelters because they've been abused. They don't have a lot of clothes. I've worked for Dress for Success my whole life. Because that's an organization that if a woman is displaced from her house and you're leaving and you're running, odds are you're not taking anything with you. How do you get back into society? How do you get a job interview? How do you meet people? You need clothes. And so part of what they had set up in Pittsburgh, which is spectacularly beautiful, is an organization. And they allowed women to go shopping. And I believe some of us went and shopped with women. And it was just a beautiful moment. But while we're putting all this together and talking about domestic violence, a board member of Crystal's. Her husband stabbed her to death and shot himself. It was very challenging. And Crystal, that was probably a moment I'll never forget, looking at a chair because she was supposed to be there, guys. That's the crazy part about this with uh, flowers and a crown and her name on it. But she wasn't. So we're not mythically talking about something that happens to other people in another country wherever, or we're talking about a disease that we can and cannot cure. We're talking about real lives right now and the fact that sisters lives do matter because i think the most painful thing that i heard and i feel the same way with the suicide victims in my life is that crystal you knew her you right. talked to her but you didn't hear it enough to stop you couldn't you didn't get it. it she wasn't she didn't let it be known right
2: and with my my dear friend that we were put into the trust for her three children when they were younger you know we were able to grow that money to hundreds of thousands of dollars for them when they got older but i begged her not this this lady, but I begged my friend to move from Ohio to move with us to get in some kind of witness protection or do whatever she needs to do. Bring her kids; they can live with us. They she can reestablish herself here in Arizona. She refused. She's like, well, why should I leave? He's the one that has the problem and the this and the that. And she refused. But what she did do is she prepared and she had coverage, you know, for her children monetarily and 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 what would happen to them, you know, after she died if something did happen. And and that's what I'm talking about, ladies. Preparedness. We don't know. Is going to happen, but we need to be prepared. And so she was prepared. And Tarifa, I want to just go ahead and say her name so loving, so caring. And all of the voice messages that she would leave me that I would complain about like, can you just type it so I can type back while I'm in a meeting? But, you know, I'd go back and listen to all of those messages. And, and she did say some things, but it wasn't. And then she would laugh and then she would go on to, to be her loving self. And she's like, I'm glad that I have the tools and techniques to take care of this and it'll be fine and blah, 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 blah. But she didn't say anything about that. And she was with him for what, like 12 years or so. Like, you know, it was the love of her life was the, all she put on Facebook about him was positivity.
1: Crystal, is there a place that people can donate right now if they're listening and they're moved emotionally, as I think we all are on this stage right now?
2: Yes, uh, there is a spot on women, That's womenoii.com. That's W O M E N O I I dot com. If you go to the, the page that says deposits and other things, it's, it says rise, rise so we all win or something like that. It's, it's, it's a rise area, and you can put in whatever amount you want to and put in the memo. Sisters Lives Matter, and we will make sure that that donation goes to our next event for domestic violence survivors. So that's womenoiI.com. rise, so we all win is the, the area on that website.
1: Shavelle, as you're listening to this, what are your thoughts? Um, I think it was heart-wrenching that it had to
5: happen. Um, but one of the things that I think the people watching need to understand most Um, As they sit here, especially and watch this panel of powerful women, one of the things that stood out to me that Crystal said was, and you even asked the question, she talked to her all the time and she didn't say anything. She didn't know. She didn't think it was that bad. And so what I want people to understand, especially having worked with domestic violence in the criminal justice system, um, most victims of domestic violence never think it's that bad. They never they usually think that, you know, he's going to calm down or it's going to change or um, it's going to get better. And I think that we, the people who love these women and the people that we know, because a lot of times we know they say things. They may not tell us exactly what's going on, but we have to be more conscious of what our friends, what our loved ones, what they're saying. And I think that we have to become more of an advocate for them. I remember one time I was in court and, and this guy was being um, he was having a hearing and it was for domestic violence. And the the victim, his girlfriend, wife, whoever she was at the time, was pretty much asking the judge. She was there on his behalf and she was explaining to the judge that, you know, I, I, I need him to be out. He made a mistake. It'll get better. But this was like his sixth arrest. And the judge and the judge said to her, she, she said, ma'am. I know you care for him. She says, but I'm going to have to now do for you what you can't do for yourself. Mm. I'm going to have to protect you because I know that you love this man and I know that you want him out and I know that you believe in him. But the problem is his history doesn't give me any confidence that he is the person he keeps telling you that he is going to become. So I understand you want him out, but I'm going to, I'm going to hold him. No bell, because I need to protect you.
1: Wow! Oh my God! Okay,
5: and so I I share that story because a lot of times that's what we have to do for our friends, for our sisters, for our relatives that are going through domestic violence. We have to step in when we recognize things, and we have to prepare. We have to prepare ourselves to help
1: them do what they can't do for themselves. I got we it. Have to protect them. I got it. Lady Jen, as we're coming to the close of our show, give us some thoughts about what you're experiencing right now.
3: Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, uh, doing, working with um, abused women and violence, I mean, I've seen it in my, my own household. My father, my father had a shotgun to my mother's head one day when I walked into the house. So that was my trigger. That was my trigger to start proving and, and, you know, and had my whole life of just constantly, I'm not enough. I'm not enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I lack confidence because they say I do, right? All of that was triggered by an act of violence that was in my household and as a child, right? And so here my mom was for years and years and years going through that abuse. And of course she was abusing in a different way, um, but she had this quote and it doesn't quite fit everything, but it it, it came to mind as we were talking about this, and her quote is, is this, is we flatter those we scarcely know. We please the fleeting guests. So now if I stop right there, that's what happens with a lot of women. I work with something called LAWS. It's a lot of an abused women's shelter. I live in the wealthiest county in the country, and we have a shelter of abused women, right? And that's what happens. We flatter those we scarcely know. We please those fleeting guests. We don't want anybody to know. But there are so many thoughtless blows to those we love the best.
1: Oh, Dana Jen, we're down to a minute and a half. You guys, I could do this all day long. Michelle, in like 30 seconds, chime in here.
4: 30 seconds, wow. Okay, so usually domestic violence is when women are experiencing it. It's typically a pattern, right? Like they've been abused before from their family, from their father, from someone in their family. And these women as horrible as it is, are comfortable with that situation because that's all they know. That's what they were taught. That's how they grew up. So we really gotta work and get these women comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's what really touched me the most when I was at the event in Pittsburgh at the fashion show, when you saw these women holding up these pictures, they really stepped out their comfort zone. They really are getting comfortable being uncomfortable because it's a pattern, right? And everybody's comfortable with what they know. And even though it sounds
1: horrible to stay in domestic violence, to stay with someone who's abusing you, that's all they know. And it's- All right, you guys, and I love I you, Ms. Michelle. That. We are down to 30 seconds of the show. I want to give everyone a big round of applause. We are live, so we are ending in 30 seconds. Ladies, thank you so much. If you're excited by today and you want to talk about domestic violence, if you're suffering from that, please reach out to me personally, whether Facebook, and we will get you to the right people because we don't stand for that. You know, sisters' lives do matter. And I got to tell you, Crystal, thank you for bringing together a beautiful panel for today. For all my watchers, I'll see you again next week. You're watching the Forbes Factor. We focus on health, wealth, and happiness. And my dear sister friends have made me incredibly healthy, wealthy, and a whole lot happier. I'll see you next time. Bye-bye, everybody.
0: Thank you for making the Forbes Factor an important part of your week. Be sure to join Forbes Riley again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern time and 11 a.m. Pacific time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll see you again soon.